Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Kathy Kirsten. Hi, Strengths fans. Welcome to Obey Your Strengths. Today, my guest is Beth Womack. She is the CEO of GDC Marketing and Ideation. Beth, welcome to the show. Hello, Kathy. Thank you. I'm so thrilled that you're going to be here. When I worked with you, I guess it was a year ago, two years ago. I'm not sure. I've lost track of time. I remembered your top five because you are all in the influencing realm. And not only that, you work for a company that has a strengths name in the name of the company, GDC Marketing and Ideation. So you belong on this show. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I do. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> you, you have to come talk about strengths because I know it's an important part of your life and a part of your business. So um, anyway, what's your? Tell us, tell us what your top five is. All right. Well, here we go. Communication. I'm a woo. Win others over. I have self-assurance. I'm an activator and I have significance. Tell us about communication. Let's start at the top. Have you always been a storyteller? I have. I have. And um, that is also to the embarrassment of pretty much everybody around me because I will tell a story to anyone who will listen. Oh, that's the combination of the woo and the communication? Yes, it is. <laughs> I will talk to people in elevators and I will tell them pretty much about anything in any part of my life. So I am an oversharer. Uh that's there are great. no there are no secrets in my life. That's great. Okay, and then what's the next one? Um, all right, so I'm a woo. That's yep. the woo part. Yep. Um, self assurance. So um, self assurance is very interesting. And um, so when I saw that one, um, I read the definition of it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, it's confidence. Um, and it was interesting because it was something that I was like, yeah, of course, and didn't realize like a lot of people didn't have that. And um, I think it's something when I hear people who are unsure of themselves or indecisive and who have to ask questions and, and I'm like, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> why are you asking that question? Just do it. Just do it. And I think it, it took me some time to really understand um, what that means to me and what it means to other people. And that was a lot of maturity. So it's been something that's been in me forever. And just um, I had a lot of growth around that. Oh, man. You yeah. know, self-assurance really is not that common. So you're right when you yeah. when you realize that because currently 21 million people have taken the strengths finder and just a fun fact it's the bottom it has the least amount of dominance out of all 34 strengths so it's pretty cool it's your number 3 it's most of our it's it, you know the most of the population walking around within the well, bottom and five. I and I did not know that and that's where it, it it's a tricky one self assurance can be tricky yeah and in that case you know you're a standout so you've stood out because of your strong confidence. Well, sometimes you have to keep it quiet because um, it can come off as cocky and especially uh, with women with self-assurance. Um, a lot of men don't want to see a lot of uh, self-assurance coming off of women. So it's been tricky in my career. Oh, well, we will yeah. unpack that in yes, this podcast. Yes, we can. I would Let's love to share that. that. I'd love to share it. Okay, what's next? Okay, activator. So this one, when I read this one, it was like so, such an aha moment for me because it's the literal cannot not act. So the minute someone comes into my office and says, hey, can you, I am typing the email. And they're like, what do you, what, what, I'm trying to talk to you. Please stop doing what you're doing. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm typing the email to the person that you want me to do this to. And they, people don't understand that I have the ability. And they're like, no, mul multitasking isn't a real thing. Like they've done research on it. I'm like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it's happening. I'm ha I, yes, I'm I have to do going. it. I have to do it. 
So um, I do <laughs> like to do a lot of things. I like to act on them. I like to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And your last but not least, significance. significance. Yeah. And that was one that when I read it, I was like, why do people want to even be around me? <laughs> because when I looked at the combination of some of these, I was like, I am a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> you um, definitely bring some intensity. <laughs> I know. I can, when, especially when it's all swirling and it's perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you could probably interview some other people who could tell you what that <laughs> looks like. But uh, the significance really doesn't... Um, come out so much in that where I see it most often is that I want things to be great. It doesn't necessarily have to be about me, but the work that I do must have importance and other things have to be great. So it's really that I want to align my thing myself with things and with people that are great. It doesn't have to be about me. I have heard that said to me that it has to be about me, but it's not. It's more about having the effort be great. Well, now that you recently were promoted to CEO, congratulations. You You guys are doing great stuff at GDC Marketing and Ideation. And I I hope that we get to pull out some stories from your unique culture there um, and and your strengths based. And I think that's fantastic. But I see your top five in you through and through. I also want to mention, if I didn't already, that you are a mom of teenagers, right? I am. I am. So, so I hope that in this conversation, we will kind of move back and forth between personal and professional of stories. Course. It would be my pleasure to embarrass them as much as possible. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I really admire what you've built in your career. And I want to know, when did you first discover your unique strengths? So tell me the story of discovering that. And if you felt like it was special, Professionally, we rolled out Strength Finders in our organization. It was probably about 14 years ago. Okay. When I have anyone who rolls up into my organization now interviewing, I give them the book. That's why my children have already taken this test. Mm -hmm. If I had this when I was younger, I mean, what a gift. Because school of hard knocks, life, uh, that I had to learn more and more about myself. But just having that level of self-awareness where you can see the the pluses and the minuses of where you've learned how you need to uh, work with your strengths. Looking back on some of the struggles that I've had earlier on, the perceptions of what a significance might look like in my sorority, where self-assurance and others around me are not there yet. And so while you see all these are, which I learned later on, are influencing, my influencing skills weren't working with me yet. And so on the flip side of that, if my influencing skills aren't working with me, I'm feeling very dissatisfied and unhappy. And so it wasn't until later that I I realized the magic of when I'm working at my best with my influencing skills that I need to learn more about other people's strengths and how I need to actually co-opt other people to make myself more well-rounded and stronger. Right. And that's where I actually have better outcomes. So I'm focused more on the outcomes, and then that's where I get my success. I can imagine that your strength set put together really focuses on impact, the impact yes, of outcomes, it is. It's right? really, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's totally about the outcome, and it is less about my personal needs or wants, but um, really about my organization. 
I discovered my strengths in 2006, and I was already in the working world, but I wish, kind of like you. That's about the same, yeah. Was, right it was probably then, around yeah. the same time when those some of those thought leaders around town were talking about StrengthsFinder here in San Antonio, when we, we maybe we discovered the, these things around that same time. But I always thought it was a relief to find out these were my top five, right, and or my top ten. I wish I would have known them in college. Yes. I could have had a totally different college experience yes. if I would have realized these things about myself. Now, I saw – so when we rolled them out, we rolled them out to leadership first. Um, and I did see a lot of people struggling with their own strengths and that they, you know, had – you know, strength envy. They Everybody wanted something else that they didn't have. And, you know, the way the strengths work is, you know, you've got your top five, which are your innate ones, but you can develop your other strengths and those can pop up. And so it was really kind of coming to learn those. But um, where you're really, you know, I think feeling more fulfilled is when you're hitting those top five, like when you're really, you know, uh, developing those out. And that's really where you're you're hitting your, your stride. And so, but also that there's nothing... I mean, there's nothing wrong with you because those are your strengths. And so it's just really embracing those and making people feel good about where they were within those. And that's when I was like, you know, building a stronger team and having people acknowledge and embracing people's different strengths. I'll, I'll tell you two strengths that really three um, context, which mm -hmm. drove me crazy. And as soon as I realized why it drove me crazy, I was like, that's why that person is driving me crazy because they have context and it was because they ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I don't like questions is because I have self-assurance. And so for anyone to ask me a question, like, wh why would you question me? I know right. everything. <laughs> <laughs> From the different I'm, filters. I'm always <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So context is driving you crazy uh, with questions. What's so, the next, another but one? But then I realized this person needs oh, things yeah. answered. So I was like, slow, slow down. your roll. Mm -hmm. And then, but wait, I have activator. So I have to put it into a much slower mm -hmm. gear. So mm -hmm. this was very helpful for me to learn how to, you know, work with a, someone with context. But then to have better success in my organization, I learned people with adaptability were my heroes. So why? Because when I need something to get done and I was already feeling the fire in me, because that's what it feels like yeah. when it's all coming together and I need something to get done. And let me tell you, in, in what I do in marketing, I'm like my client, every client's dream. I mean, they have something hot. They need something done. They want me. Because you're because a sense of urgency. You're a walking I'm, sense of urgency. Yes, this is going to happen. Oh, you get excited. Yes, this is this will happen. Like whatever crazy dream you have, it's going to happen. But it, someone with adaptability, they're going to be nonplussed by this, and they're going to be like, okay, you know, they might have to take a deep breath, but then they're going to be, like, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> so once I identified those people, I was like, all right, th this is great. And somebody with a little bit of analytical. And I think, you know, you mm -hmm. met my two partners. Mm -hmm. And that's when um, when you came and you laid out all of our strengths. Yes. That moment that we had that was <laughs> pretty funny where we saw how we all fell into our buckets in it, the quadrants. Mm -hmm. It's amazing yeah. the partnership you've built. So take us yeah. into your let's, – let's go a little deeper into your sure. working world. Tell us about GDC, Marketing and Ideation. Yes. You do something very unique. 
We do. I mean, we work in marketing, I and mean, we do a lot of different things. So we, we're a full-service agency. We do advertising. We do media buying. We do public relations. We're end-to-end service providers for clients. But really what we do, we are critical thinkers, and we provide solutions for our clients. And sometimes this is operational. Sometimes it's communications. Sometimes it's crisis. So when someone comes with a solution, we'll ideate around it. And we have different proprietary, you know, ways in which we approach. You've got methods this. and processes. Yes, we do. You have a toolkit we that do. people can purchase mm-hmm. from you. Okay. Yes, we do. So, you know, Frank Guerra is the founding partner. And he is just truly just one of the most generous and humble servant leaders an organization could have. So he's fabulous and he's wonderful. And then Carrie Quackenbush, he is our third and newest partner. And he's, I say, the smart partner. So he is really the smart partner. You know, I think where I fit in there is I've been operating in the operations part of the organization and really handling a lot of the people part of the organization for a long time. But to see how our strengths fit in these quadrants and kind of where we have kind of migrated into our own responsibilities, it was interesting to see because seeing all of my strengths in that one quadrant of influencing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then seeing their strengths all in the executing and relationship building and strategic thinking was just, it blew my mind. So what is the dynamic of that team like since you're so different? Because that could go two ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you being all in influencing, Frank being in relationship building and executing. So I think I do remember after that retreat Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. um, my CFO um, walked up to you and was like, what does it mean? Like, who (laughs) is she? And and Tom Lewis and I, we are like, he's my best bud. He and I, yeah, no, he and I work (laughs) so closely together. And I give him a hard time because... We work on a lot of numbers and things like that. And usually, you know, I get to it first. Like, I'll get to the number first. I don't know how, but I just do. And then he'll do it the long way. And then he's like, you were right. And I'm like, I know. Imagine that. You're like, I know. I'm I just knew it. I know. I knew it. <laughs> and then Frank will laugh. And, you know, we just think it's funny. Right. So partnerships. Oh, yeah. No, but Tom asked you at that time. He was like, you know, you know, who, you know, because he was just so curious about it. And then I think you may have asked, well, is there a lot of conflict? And um, no, there's not. And it is funny. We do not. There's no conflict between Frank and Carrie and I. And it's almost like, I don't know, it may be just the dynamic of our organization of like family, but there's so much respect and space of who we are. And I go back to that from even the very, very beginning of the organization. And this is why I do love it so much and why it has been almost like a sacrifice of love for me in so many ways. But, um, you know, I've worked at different agencies in town, and I am a handful. I do know that. Mm-hmm. And I do need, if you read deeply into my strengths, I need a lot of independence. I need a lot of autonomy. And when you're 25, that's very annoying when you go into an organization. <laughs> I know that because I have those people coming <laughs> now. And I've never once said, oh, yes, 25-year-old, here's all the independence and autonomy you need. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I get it. I get it. But that is what I needed. And um, when I came into GDC, it was different because whatever they recognized in me, they saw it and they allowed me to have that growth. They put Maybe they put up guardrails. Let's just say they put up the guardrails. But they let me run with it. 
And I think that's such a beautiful place in space. And um, I think it was on a car ride one time, Carrie and I were talking and I was like, yeah, and I walked into this client meeting and I think the partners um, had already told the client a little bit about me because they were like, oh, just wait for Beth. You know, she's she's something. And I said, what do you think about that? And he's like, I think they love you a lot. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. That is so, really awesome. Yeah. That have, you were given opportunity to flourish. Yes, and yeah. your strengths were, even though they're quite different from yes. Frank's as the founding yes. principle of the organization. But I did learn something through that gift is that having received that, that is something that I want to give back to everybody else in the organization. So that is something that when I learn people's strengths and I sometimes, you know, I feel that that there may be a challenge to open it up and to work with people on what that will look like within our organization and to give everybody that opportunity. So for the growth. I want to ask you about managing people's strengths as a female leader. I want to ask you about managing performance issues, because if you're, you, if you have your eye on impact, you probably don't let performance issues linger. I'm guessing when I think of your strengths. Yes. No. Talk us through that. Yes. So, um, and I think for all organizations, um, it's about having difficult conversations and it's about having feedback. So this is something that I continue to work with um, leadership in my organization. And then, of course, I do it often myself. Just, you know, I'm very hands on. But it's also something that I want to teach everyone to do. And it's to have feedback on a regular basis. And this sounds a little different than what you will read in most managerial uh, 101s, mm-hmm. but um, which I have. Um, you know, they usually call it the um, feedback sandwich where you give the positive and then the negative and the positive. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. What do you do? So I give the negative. And, th- and this is the reason why. Um, people only want to hear the positive, and I've learned that. So when you call somebody into your office to give them the feedback, um, it's hard. And I've also said this, too. It's like um, an employee is just like a child. You have two kids. They're all different. You're going to have to tailor it right to that specific individual. So, you know, make sure you're having an individual conversation. It's not just the conversation that you have with everybody. Like, you know, hey, Timmy, I'm sorry you're doing a bad job, you suck, you know, get better, the end. Right. So you customize, you plan, Yeah. you, you think through it. Yeah, you customize, you plan. Um, and also what I love to do is just to ask them first, like, how do you think you're doing? Some, some self-reflection Always. feedback. And just okay. let them go on that. Because then that they give you, Yeah. you get to see what's in their head yeah. and where their own self-judgments are and if they, if they have – an idea that there might be or what's going on from their own perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. So that you can then clarify or press into that. Yeah. Interesting I've, bit. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, definitely the little feedback sandwich does not in my experience doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. Because people might turn their blinders on for the neg- the middle part of the constructive criticism. Yes. When you want to give positive feedback, give positive feedback. When you want to give the feedback, give the feedback Mm -hmm. and that's it Mm. but give it frequently and give it often and give it when it counts and that's the importance is that people want to hear it but 
and I'll say this because anybody who ever tried to give me feedback in my career, I think. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how Beth accepts feedback, Beth. <laughs> it's really hard. So, and, and this is my moment of vulnerability. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, it is really hard to give me feedback. And I do know that. And this goes from early on in my career. Not at GDC, but at another agency, which I I uh, did pick up and learn. I do think that self-evaluations are uh, a good tool. Um, I've always felt that they were a good tool because it's always good to know where the employee is coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you can kind of reality check it right. and be like, okay, so they think they did a phenomenal job. And if I need to take this down a notch, that, that's going to be great. Well, of course, I'm always thinking <laughs> I did a phenomenal <laughs> job. So, yeah, those would right. usually not go well um, for the person who is reviewing me. So. <laughs> <laughs> because you're willing to articulate oh, yeah. all the ways oh, no. that it went well. Yeah. It's yeah, it's usually going to be very good, persuasive. Pretty good in my it. mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so usually people want to pick their timing. Timing is mm-hmm. usually a good, you know, to give me feedback, you know, usually. So, um, but recently... I had the opportunity where, um, because I, I do like to set goals for myself. And that's my personal drive. Like, you know, i constantly going in motion. And so I like to have a goal and I like to go after it. And I had a goal last year and I realized that that goal did not go as planned. And I was like, wow. And I told people, like, this is what we're going to do. And it didn't happen. And I was like, well, I could get really upset because they didn't do what I told them to do, or I could take responsibility for it, that it didn't happen, and use myself as a live example. And so in fourth quarter of this past year, I continued to set myself up as the live example at every staff meeting of my failure and why and why it failed. And it, the reason why it failed is because, um, and of course, the goal that I set is a, was a complicated, you know, deployment of software where it had multiple dependencies on it. And, um, you know, I was relying on a team of people, but there weren't the check-ins on the people and the milestones. And, you know, here I am thinking everybody's working together and doing this and getting it done. But instead, what happened? Everybody got busy and it wasn't important to them. Lost the focus. Lost the focus. And so I thought, no, just take it all and then set it up and keep doing it. And I'm like, because what is important to me and what my real goal was is to set an example of accountability for my organization. And that goal starts with me. So I managed to do two things. And that was set the example for accountability moving forward. Right. Well, actually three things. How to set a goal moving forward, Mm -hmm. and then get this software going in the right direction. And so that is how I started 2020. And I love this story because it shows authenticity and integrity for a leader to display, even when it's not going well, taking ownership of it. That's fantastic. How did they respond? Initially, I think a couple of people, leaders, were like, uh, don't do that. Like, no, 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 it's not your... And I was like, no, this needs to happen, and this is how we're going to do it. And um, we are all setting goals, and I'm showing all of my, and at, which I've already done in our um, staff meeting, and showing everybody how to set goals. Now I'm reviewing everyone's goals and revising them that are not in alignment and strong enough for the organization. Because as part of my CEO role, 
we are going to be stronger and this is how we're going to do it. We bear it with a lot of focus. You've got a lot of vision and a lot of focus. When I think about your strengths and, and what I, the little bit I know about you, I want to talk about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Bring lots of intensity <laughs> to work. I yes. want to talk. And, and let's be honest. I don't know if I even believe in work-life balance. Yeah. So, because I'm a uh, recovering workaholic yeah. myself and there's seasons of my life, right, that, yeah. that I work more and I love it and I don't feel a bit of guilt to it. I feel disorganized in my mom house stuff, but you know, I, I feel energized and passionate. You look from the outside, like, man, you've got it going on. CEO of a marketing organization, raising two successful teenage children. Tell me, um, what lessons have you learned or what wisdom do you have on how to obey your strengths in this role of working mom? First of all, I was completely blessed. Uh, back in the day, we had on-site daycare at GDC. What? Yes, we did. That was our claim to fame. We wow for such a small organization we did. to be able we to do that. We had fifteen of our children in this daycare, and so both of my children very small. So, how big was the organization back then? Um, at our largest, we were about eighty-five. So, and I was a director level, and then you know I moved up through the ranks from a director to VP to COO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, what an amazing. So I just want to take mm-hmm. a moment and yeah. say. Hello. We had very visionary partners. You yes. totally did. We and did. that is a very unique and highly it is. Uh, valuable mm-hmm. for a working mom or dad uh, perk. Wow. For yes. a smaller organization. Yeah. It really, really was. They and always promised that was coming at Rackspace. And I held out, right? Because I was there for seven years. It, and when we buy the mall, we're going to have a daycare. We never got that thing off it, the ground. It is so valuable. And it's... But, and whether you can do it or you can't do it, the the value of family to an organization and how you um, just allow your employees to have that experience. We are so um, flexible. And so that's really, even though we're not able to have that daycare construct anymore, uh, somebody's fostering a chihuahua puppy up the office right now. I mean, I just left a puppy up at the office, okay? And if you wanted to bring your baby up there right now, I mean, in breastfeed, it, we would have no problem There's, with that. I mean, it's like, a, it's, it's, it's a, an accepting, welcoming yes, it's very accepting and welcoming. So we're very flexible with your schedules, what you need to do. We telecommute. You, you got to do what you got to do. But we do. We work hard. We work hard. We play hard. And so that balance right now, I work all the time. I work 24-7. I sat in a client meeting. I answered the phone. I was had 102 fever. It was the Secretary of State's office. I picked it up. I'm like yeah. dying on the phone. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a no joke thing. Now, my children know this. I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just me and my kiddos. And um, so we had the daycare, got divorced. My my friends slash employees, they help. They help me. Like if I have to go work and I'm out, I can't pick up my kids from school. Somebody will step in and pick up a kid. Um, If I'm out of town and traveling, they'll have them come stay at their house. Or if my ex-husband can't help, I mean, we're all, it's a village. Um, We just do what we have to do. Yeah. yeah. Creating that support system mm-hmm. is key. You can't do it alone. It is. No female and that is successful like yourself my, is doing it alone. My daughter delivered uh RFP uh 
to Austin. Nice. She's but, even yeah. an employee. Yeah. yeah. She is. She's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get a delivered mom over the holidays. She's, she's you know, taking it up by she, 35. That's awesome. So they do. And they, and my children know what I do. I mean, they're so involved and they've heard the phone calls that they probably shouldn't hear, but they, they understand the, the stress and the focus and, uh, they, they've pretty much seen a lot behind, you know, the behind the scenes yeah, of what it takes to be the CEO. You know, I appreciate that. And that is maybe a switch in my mind that I've made yeah. further into my career as in like integrating mm-hmm. work with family. So sometimes I bring, and this is a silly story, it has nothing to do with our Obey Your Strengths. Or maybe it does because I have belief in my top five. But I bring my kiddos to oh, some of yeah. my speaking engagements or I talk in front of them to clients, not because it's necessity, which sometimes it is, but you know, I could go hide in my office or go do whatever, but I want them to hear the conversations I'm having. I want them to learn words that we're using in the business world. I want them to have some exposure so that whenever somebody says, Hey, what does your mom do? They can tell them what they does. I do think, I think it's very important. Yeah. And for a while, I sort of tried to, like, protect them and say, this is, you know, when I'm mom, I'm mom and I don't do any work and I'm all yours. And that's honestly, that just put unrealistic pressure on myself. Yeah. And it's been so much more fun this way because my kids are like, wow, where are you going this week? And are you recording a podcast? Yeah. You know, like they know what I'm doing. They've been in the podcast studio with me. It's pretty cool. So I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. What would you say in this life of a CEO I'm sure you get lots of invitations to go influence lots of different things like, you know, socially, professionally. How do you make really good choices about how you spend your time? You know, I'm just now starting to toe dip. So it is a shift for me that I'm I'm just now making that shift. So I have been very internally focused into the organization the past 20 years because that's really what I've done. And Frank has, Frank Guerra, everybody knows him. I mean, when he's you can't walk into a restaurant without, you know, yeah, it is know, a small town. Knows him. <laughs> so, true. I mean, I know some people. I mean, people will be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we know you. Don't you work for Frank? And I'm like, oh, my partner. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yes, um, so I'm starting to make that shift and, and, and get out there. So I'm not qu- quite as, you know, valuable. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I am making that um, circuit. And Frank is trying to make that transition for me happen. So um, I am on a board and um, – that was also because my time is so split between kids and the you know organization. But um, I did find a board that was very important to me, uh, Rise Recovery. And so. Uh, so you invest some that. time yes, and talent I'm, into that. I'm, yes, definitely doing right. that as well, too. Good. So. Well, I bet. You know, with your talent set, you're going to be like Miss San Antonio soon. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you can step out and say, I am the CEO. You know, because we know the difference between a COO. A COO is supposed to be spending a lot of internal time making sure that processes and customer delivery is happening. But the CEO gets to step in that diplomat role. And I am. I'm very excited. And I'm I'm ready for it, too. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, Yes, very much so. (laughs) Very much so. Well, fantastic. Well, tell me a little bit more about the culture, because I know you do do some really cool things. And I want a fangirl just a tad. I mean, yes. tell me some of the coolest stuff about being a GDCer. Yes. So is that what you call them? Yes, we do. Okay. So, you know, the thing that I think is really, really special about being a GDCer is that we will be celebrating our 25th anniversary, I think, uh, next year. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people go through the organization through the years. And um, 
you know, some people have opted out. Some people, you know, have been escorted out. Mm -hmm. We are still embraced through that whole process. And I think that's something special because I think even through the time that is spent there, uh, we are very warm. And as I mentioned, we're very flexible in terms of the time that you're there, you know, to spend with your family. And we enjoy each other when we're there. A company, an organization can be like, okay, we're going to go, everybody, you know, come into the kitchen. We're going to cut the cake. Yeah, you know, it's happy somebody's, birthday time. Somebody's <laughs> buddy's birthday. What has happened in our organization is everything has kind of, our culture has grown organically. When you can see the engagement of your employees through organic growth, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. So our birthdays happen because an employee, she bakes your cake and she goes to you and she asks you, we didn't ask her to do this. She just loves baking cakes. Well, now we've hired another person who also likes to bake. And we're like, oh, my God, are they going to start fighting? Is it a street fight? Like, what's going to happen? Now Morgan's there. Now there's going to be a street fight. No, it's just, it's just it, you know, love multiplies. You Everyone know, it doesn't divide. a homemade, yes. personalized so cake. We're baking. Yes. I like strawberry with cream cheese icing. So there's, just so you know. Okay, go ahead. There's go lots ahead. of baking is happening. And then um, where we moved, so we... You recently moved. We bought property. And just that act was um, me trying to, you know, buy property in less than 24 hours and give everybody a heart attack. But I did it. Mm -hmm. Of (laughs) Um, course, activator. But there was, of course, there was a list of things that I wanted to make sure that we were getting accomplished for the family. Right. And that was. Uh, we had a strange list of things. Parking was number one. Everybody wanted parking. I'm like, okay, let's find something with parking. But we wanted, you know, showers in case people wanted to work out to have the ability to have showers. We wanted a kitchen because people do want to be able to cook. Uh, We wanted green space because people wanted outdoor space. And also, potentially, we haven't built it yet, but uh, we like to barbecue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have a barbecue station. So that's still in the works, but we're going to do that as well. And um, what this resulted in was a very unique property with five separate houses on it. So we're physically officed in three. One of the other houses, is, um, we call it the playhouse, but it's actually got, you know, like uh, foosball and stuff mm-hmm. in it. And then our conference room. Well, each house has its own unique personality because of just the departments that are in it. And the house with the kitchen, that group, they all like combine and do make lunches together you know like they're like crock potting or something it's just interesting and then like in building two they're always doing taco runs so it the groups kind of come together and do different things and create their own identities that's so cool and we're competitive with each other and we just have different things and um we have groups where we travel together and um we'll plan trips together we'll do star wars together and it's just when we did our strengths workshop, we did it in a bowling alley. Yes. You remember? We were at the bowling alley. And I thought this is, you know, I get to do strengths workshops in a lot of really cool places, right? I've done it in the caverns, natural bridge caverns. That would be cool. I've done it there. That would be cool. Um, but I had never done it in a bowling alley until I worked with GDC. And I got to see the competition yes. come out yes, when you started do. to bowl. Yes, we do like to compete. We do like competition. And it's such a fun, energetic group. Yeah. So I bet it's got a great energy vibe. It does. And we, um, you know, we've seen each other through a lot of different things. So the good and the bad. And I think that's also the other thing. We've had some of our um, employees go through some tough times. And so just, again, seeing each other through all of that is what makes 
brings us closer together. So I'm going to ask you a challenging question that you probably aren't prepared for, but I know you can do it. (laughs) I can see where that family came from because Frank as the founding partner. Right. What does he have? Does he have, he has harmony relator. Does he he have empathy? He has belief and connectedness. Okay. And strategic. And I think he has ideation. Ideation. Or Carrie does. They might both have that. For some reason I was pinning him with some harmony, but maybe not. Um, he might have harmony. I I handle all the hard stuff. Do you? Yes. Okay. I can see just by interacting with him during that short amount of time I was with your team, man, the way that he sort of is with someone. Like I when he yes. was chatting with yes. me about how I had b- built my business and that I was yes. a former Rackspace employee and all. Yeah, like, he will know you. Like he will get yes. to know you. Yes. I'm like, I'm much. being sucked into the Frank yes. Vortex. Like he was so <laughs> genuine yes, and kind. Very much so. I really wanted to go party yeah. with you and the other people who are like, Woo! No, and he is. He's he a is very so great mentor. Genuine. Yes. He will mentor and be very, yeah. So that family culture is already established. So here's the challenging question. And you you value it. But do you think that your unique strengths will work its way through the, the culture as well in a unique way? Do you think maybe well, you all start to move faster with um, Activator? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it, it is interesting because uh, – just to back up. So, yes, yes, Frank has his experiences with people. Frank also, because he has a very large family himself, has never attended any of our personal family things mm. he does not have time to do that i on the other hand go to everybody's birthday parties yeah all of the after work things so that's been where the division of involvement yes. so that's what we do so you, so you know in. what yes so that's mm-hmm. how we share that and carrie as well so like carrie and i kids he just he has a large family and other engagements so that's where we're like okay when you know yeah i'll go to the happy hour <laughs> You know, I'll go to the. I'll, you don't I'll mind. The, woo, I'll, do go to, I'll go to the birthday party. Yeah, exactly. No, and it is. It's some of yeah. it. It's just some. Yeah. Well, some of it brings joy, yeah. right? It just yeah, brings exactly. Joy to your the, exactly. Exactly. Those social interactions. And so now that he's actually pulling back, he's got more time. So he showed up at something, and I was like, "Are you getting in my space now? <laughs> <laughs> don't take over my role." <laughs> I know it was it was funny, but no, but it, if that if he's got time to do that, then he will do that. So I think that's, oh, that's great. Awesome. Um, yes, I do think that. Um, the the speed of light <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that. Yes, I think they understand what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you bring that intensity. Yeah. So this is uh, a question that I, when I do coaching, and I'm not saying this because I don't think it, I don't think it to be true, but do you ever feel like, wow, am I too intense? Yes, I do. How do you cope with it though? Because in my coaching, when I'm talking to someone who has a lot of influencing, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, keep pressing into your strengths. Learn how to manage them. But I can't – I don't know because I've never – I don't have that type of top yeah, five. Yeah, well, so you I – tell me, Beth. I mean, I do think I, I have a pretty high emotional intelligence where I read a room pretty well and we'll get that and can dial it back um, and we'll do that. But, if you need to. See, yeah. I think that's one of the key things about think, especially woo – and even significance, yeah. you have some sensing abilities yeah. to know how you're being perceived that then make you even more influential because yeah. you can pick up signals. Yeah, I can actually be quiet in a room and let somebody else do it because obviously I have a high extroversion level. Right, right. When I'm with another high extrovert sometimes who's doing it, I'll dial it back and I'll let them do, do it. Yeah, I will. Oh. 
That's awesome. So what we need to learn from this is that our strengths aren't, we can manage them, right? They're not always just running away and we're not always one way, that we're complex human beings. And that's what I hope to always let people know when they're listening to this podcast is that, you know, we're not in a box. We're complex and no one else has your unique top five, right? Like you, well, there could be, but there's a very slim chance. It's something like one in 278,000 people have your top five. So, so Beth, oh my gosh, <laughs> one in 33 million have it in the same order. So you really could be the only person in San Antonio with communication woo, self-assurance, activator significance. But still, we're more than our top five and we can dial them in and dial them out, dial them back. Now, let, let me ask you the last question. Okay. So this is the obey your strengths question. So I'm, I'm hoping that you will um, dig up for some vulnerability. Which strength of any of your top five do you feel like is one that you have to obey? And by obey, I mean you got to feed it, and it's it it yearns to live itself out through you. And if it is, um, which one of those strengths is it? Um, it would probably be my woo. Tell me more. Um, I mean, I have to. I'm a people person, so I have to to have that interaction with people. I. Uh, Oh God, I guess it was like seven, eight years ago. I went on a vacation by myself and uh, to Costa Rica. It was fabulous. Um, but I was like, so, you know, because all I do is take care of other people. And so I was like, I'm going to go on a vacation all by myself and just take care of me and do whatever I want. Right. So I did. And then immediately felt like the most selfish person in the world because, you know, I was just like, who does this? You know, I mean, really? It sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> well, and I mean, I did too, but then I saw poverty and then I just felt right. and silly. Then, then I felt silly and I just kept tipping everybody and yeah. feeling guilty. Uh, but then I, when I was there, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have to make friends now. <laughs> now that I'm here, I, know. I, was I like, have to have people yeah, hang out I, with. I tried to be quiet for a couple, you know, minutes. <laughs> Talking to everyone. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, let's, go, let's go meet the Canadians. All right. All right, Canadians. Are y'all funny? Who wants to laugh? Who wants to laugh? <laughs> I didn't think, you know, I mean, I had all sorts of friends. I was just like, yep, that's it. Yeah, Gotta have the people. New, got a whole new set of friends. Got in a whole new set. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure I could do it there. I could. So I, I do know that. I could. You could transplant me on the surface of the moon, and I'm going to make a friend. Yep. They might not be a lifelong friend because I'm going to I'm going to leave, mm-hmm. go somewhere else. But for that moment, for that moment, I'll have my moon friend. You're winning them over. <laughs> They're going to be a Beth fan for sure. <laughs> yeah. For that one moon moment. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, this was you. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Thank, thank you. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Geek Day Media in association with Game Day Media Enterprises. Executive produced by Lorenzo Gomez, John Garcia, and Michael Largent. To learn more about Kathy Kirsten, visit her website, kathykirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-E-N.com.